Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another Sarcasm City TV sports special brought to you by myself, Flawless Mr. Take Note. For those that haven't seen the Sarcasm City TV sports specials before, it's where I sit down one-on-one -on -one with the biggest and best content creators, yes, yes, talk mainly about their team and talk mainly, talk mainly about their team and talk about other things as well. Where's this audio coming from? Bear with me, people. My apologies. You can tell I've not streamed in a minute, but my apologies, but we're back. But like I said, the Sarcasm City TV Sports Special, where I sit down with the biggest and best content creators, talk about their team and talk about other things as well. One is people I'm a fan of. And two, it's about giving people their flowers while they're still here. Give them their flowers while they can smell them. And this individual right here, I can't speak highly enough. I was a fan before I met him. I can talk about everything he's done for me in this space in regards to he was the first big content creator who was a non-Manchester United fan to endorse me. Not only not only allow me on his platform, but also came over here. And that's why you see so many Chelsea content creators on here. That's why you see so many Chelsea fans in the chat because he co-signed me. He co-signed me and said, nah, this guy, this is a cold place to be. Sarcasm City TV is the place to be. Flawless is exceptional at what he does. But aside from what he's done for me, I don't think he gets the ratings he deserves because he's one of the originals, first and foremost. Like when we think back to like early content creator days, so I'm talking about before live streams and it was fan cams, he was there doing his thing. He was there doing his thing, getting big numbers on Chelsea Fan TV. He was getting big numbers on his own platform, consistent as well. That's what I'm saying because he's lasted all the way from then and the quality. Still, the quality has not dipped. So like I said, that's why you see him working with other big content creators, whether it's a Saeed, whether it's a Rance. And now recently, you see him outside Stamford Bridge signing shirts. And I just got to say, my brother, nothing but love for him. My like Carefree Lewis G in the building. Love yeah. my guy. What are you saying? That intro was very heartwarming. Appreciate that, bro. Of love. course, man. So guys, blessed to be back. Always enjoy these 1v1 shows. They're very therapeutic. But the energy feels a bit different. I don't feel as miserable as I did a couple months ago. <laughs> I actually feel excited. I actually feel excited. As, I know it's one L away from just straight back to being miserable, but I have some confidence in my team. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. But big up, everybody. Hit the like, subscribe, and love. It is, yeah. So everybody, make sure you do that as well. Make sure you bump up the likes first and foremost. Let's do that. Bump up the likes. Share this across all the socials and subscribe to the channel Sarcasm City TV as well. And that's whether you're watching this live right now or watching this back after. And it will be available on all audio platforms as well. And like I said, man, Sarcasm City TV specials, obviously for all the Sarcasm citizens as well. But it's also selfishly for me because I get people on that. I'm blessed to know, but I'm fans of as well. Because like I always tell Lewis, I knew him before he knew me. So we will be here talking all things Chelsea. So get your, well, not all, not just Chelsea, but mainly Chelsea. Get any questions in, in the chat, please, people. And of course, if you super chat, we'll get straight to it. But we'll get to the title of this video, Lewis. We'll get to the title of the video is, what is the expectation for Chelsea this season? Because I've heard such a range. Because you had such a poor season last season and it was just, a shambolic mess with Graham Potter, with the way, Tuchel, the way Tuchel was sat, the way you on New Year's Day was asking for 40 points, you know what I'm saying? And, it and May, I was still asking for fucking 40 points. That embarrassment, bro. I said, though, as soon as it's done, I can look back at it and laugh. That shit's hilarious yep. to me. Two 007 days in the same year, 38 <laughs> goals scored. 
in a 50 plus game season. Stinky mess, bro. Yeah, it's it's, it's it so means bad. the expectations are so low for this season. I'm gonna enjoy it regardless of what happens. So that's it, because you said you've been miserable for so long, but now you're excited. Obviously, you got Pochettino in, you've got young, you've got young, exciting players in talented. Of course, you still got the quality of a Thiago Silva. You've got Reese James, you've got Enzo Fernandez, Levi Colwell's back as well in Kunku. You've got Jackson who's impressed in preseason. So, what is the expectation for you? What are, what are you saying is the bare minimum Chelsea have to do? And I say that not only in terms of all to, overall results, so in terms of, say, a trophy or a league position, but also on the pitch as well? On the pitch, they they got to look cohesive. we got to start scoring goals more. Mm-hmm. We've already looked like we started doing that. On In terms of position and everything, it would be very easy to gas this team up to the moon already. Mm-hmm. But it's very naive to do that as well, in my opinion. you got to keep it level-headed, regardless of who comes in, even if these fucking Mbappe links end up being realistic. Until we get to a good enough position, I'm saying top four, and I'm saying I want the domestic cups. If we okay. get to December and then we're we're top of the league or some craziness, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But until then, I'm not even thinking of that shit. Get me top four, get me the cups, and I'm staying consistent on that because... I'm not trying to come back at this in about eight months' time when we potentially don't get top four. It's like, well, you expected this. How can you sit there and be happy now? No, keep it exactly what we wanted from the start. Just get back into the top four. Anything else is a bonus to me after that because I'm expecting Man City to piss the league this season, so I'm not looking at that serious. Get me back in the Champions League and cool, I'm fine. Well, all right, that's fair. So you said top four. That's a big jump. Considering every because you mentioned Manchester City, who I think the the general consensus is they will win the league again. That's what most yeah. people are saying. But then you've got Arsenal, you know what I'm saying, who obviously finished second last season. You've got Manchester United, you've got Newcastle, you've got Liverpool, who seem to have had a good window as well. You've got Aston Villa. So you stay in top four, like for definite. Because I think that's you a big jump. Person, I'm asking. Like I'm not saying oh. I'm not saying it will be a com- well, it has to be a failure if you don't make top four, but I understand the competition there too. But mm-hmm. you got to rise to that competition. Just because you fell really far down doesn't mean it's okay not to get up there in the first point of asking. Mm-hmm. you got to do that. One game a week is an advantage that would be very dangerous with the right team. So if we don't get top four, judge it based on the context surrounding it. Maybe yeah. we were nowhere near it in the first place. Maybe we lost it on goal difference. It all depends. But we still have to aim for it. Like Arsenal yeah, will be difficult. United, potentially difficult if you get Amrabat. And I think you guys are secured on that. Yeah. Liverpool, I don't know, man. They look very shaky in transition. They're conceding a lot of goals early. Newcastle, okay. there's a the question of if they can handle Europe. Villa as well, if they can handle Europe as well. All we got to do is pick, is be cohesive and have a solid team in our right. With the amount of breaks that we're going to have and the tempo that we can play as well, we're going to be a pressing team. A pressing mm-hmm. team with that much with that many breaks is going to be a nightmare to play against. It's got to be top mm-hmm. four. And Are as long saying? as you don't touch City, the domestic cups as well. First, okay, that's that's big. That's big expectations, I would say, on not only the team, but also on Pochettino as well, which we will get into. So what are you looking from 
from Mauricio Pochettino? Because one thing I did forget in the intro that you are the king of kings when it comes to shamelessness. Like mm -hmm. I thought I was shameless. I thought, but you took it to a whole new level. Like you're no, elite. Right. Like like there's, there's like this god tier. Sarah, bro. You're yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. Like, existence. Like, you're god tier. Because for those that don't know, just a quick update. I was I am still a big fan of Poch, but there was a time I wanted him at Manchester United and Lewis. And Poch wasn't even at Manchester United and his games he was having at PSG were not even affecting <laughs> Manchester United. And Lewis would troll me. Obviously, he's deleted all the tweets now, but this guy, this, I'm sure there's Q&As on here of him me. absolutely going and trashing Dontra. Now it's Dontra Serra, isn't it? Well, yeah, Serra, Poch, man. Top-notch Poch. Top you already know. So what Tricky are you moves. expecting? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. You're an idiot. Thank so God I deleted that shit quick. It's the same as the Abamyang tweets. I had three years of Arsenal slander on his head. It took like 20 minutes to get through everything. Gotta do what you gotta do. So, what are you expecting from Mauricio Pochettino at Chelsea in his first season? Because that's to me from the outside looking in, that's big expectations. What you said in regards to top four and domestic cups as well. So, what expectations of him as a manager? Yeah. So, what are you looking for him for at from at Chelsea? Because you mentioned the cohesiveness. Are you looking to him to like, in terms of, you mentioned cohesiveness, him, how he's going to manage the squad. Are you looking for a set 11? Are you looking for more rotation? Are you looking for more of the youth players to play? Are you looking more mm. experienced? What, are you looking for consistent in, consistency in terms of formation, consistency in forms of tactics? Or are you looking for a mix? Uh, honestly, just a set 11 for now. Because okay. the one game a week, is, you're not going to get a lot of rotation. That's why, like, all the clear out has been so necessary because one game a week, you shouldn't be rotating the defence that much. Midfield, maybe. Attack, maybe. But you only ever really see one or two players come out of that starting eleven. So, have a set eleven. I need to see development in the individual players throughout the season. But I'll be real. The bar couldn't be fucking lower for him as a manager if he tried. Like, you're coming off Graham Potter and Frank Lampard, bro. Like, if you can't raise the standards off that, yeah, you can dip after the first season. But I've got no reason to think that. Everything he says in the mm -hmm. interviews is perfect. Mm -hmm. He speaks like a manager who knows how to win. Yeah. He's already getting the best out of all of the youth players. Okay. To the point where I'm going through na names of players who, last season, I'd be fucking shook if we put them in the first team. Now I'm thinking, cool, do it. You clearly know what you're doing. I already have a lot of faith in him, in him just off this first month. So, I don't know. It would be very surprising, in my opinion, if I ended up turning on him. But I don't expect that. Like, I think for him, cool. it's just about developing the squad and just getting us playing cohesive football. And it looks like we're already doing that. That's why I'm so excited for the season ahead. So, because of the football on the pitch, and like you mentioned there, him getting the best out of the players you have on the pitch, it would take up. So what would it take for you to be like, you know what, Poch, this ain't it? Because say, for instance, you Relegation two... form. Same thing <laughs> as Graham Potter. So basically, like, no, you say it, Graham Potter had us playing in relegation form. Like, if you look he at did. the table, we were 17th, 18th. I cannot defend that. I'm not going to defend that. I'm not going to defend yeah, my team in the fucking relegation zone. That's what it would have to take, but... That's an extreme. It's a massive extreme. Mm. The fact that we even got there is like fucking hell. But that's what it takes. I went from saying give Graham Potter two seasons to get the yeah. fuck out of my club right now. You did. I remember. And I was that's there. how bad it was. I was Potter won't get to that level. 
thankfully. Okay, no, that's fair. And Daniel Lee mentioned it. I was going to get to that. Is Kepa being number one not a worry? So it seems... Actually, that being said, you have been linked to Sanchez, I'm correct in saying that. I don't oh, know yeah, if you made it agreed terms. Times. As the here, oh, so the here we go has been done. All right, so thoughts then. Do you want Sanchez as the number one? Do you want Kepa as the number one? What are you looking at? Sanchez. You want Sanchez? You done with Kepa? Sanchez. Like, I remember I was saying a few weeks ago, Kepa is good enough for, for top four. And mm. even if he is... Uh, he's, he's, I can't. A couple games of preseason, and it's just like the guy's saving shots that are going wide. He's still not catching any corners. It's every goal that we concede. I have it in the back of my head. It's like, could a taller goalkeeper have done better? I'm good. Like, yeah, put Sanchez in immediately. Like, Kepa, safe. Thanks for the memories. You're just not good enough. You're just not good enough. And it's because of deficiencies that you can't help. But what are we going to do in it? It's another year, right, that we've tried to sell Kepa and nobody's come in. Has it been not even since you lot sold so many players to Saudi? Not even no Saudi links. Nobody has come in for this guy. Like, it was reported we didn't go for Onana and Mignon because we couldn't sell Kepa and nobody wanted him. Even though that is a bit of waffle, Onana didn't want us because of no Europe. Mignon didn't want us because of no Europe. It was reported for both of them. But I do believe we tried to sell Kepa and I do believe nobody wanted him because we tried to do it last year and nobody wanted him. We tried to do it the year before and still nobody wanted him. So we're stuck with him. <laughs> We gave this guy a seven-year contract before it was even cool, and now we're still stuck with the bastard. Yeah, I was going to say, how long has he got left on his contract? I think it's like three years. <laughs> I think it's got... No, wait. So we got him in 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, he should have about two years left. All right, so should he's on his way years. out then shortly. He is on his way out. Two years. So so, so, so I'm guessing that... I said, Abracadabra, I can't be asked. I'm, I'm so I'm guessing you're happy about Sanchez coming in, and do you think he's a vast improvement or major improvement, I should say, on Kepa? Well, I get the idea because we could have got a better goalkeeper, but yeah. the whole pro the whole narrative with Robert Sanchez was he was one of the best goalkeepers in the league, and he was a few seasons ago. Mm -hmm. But then Ben Roberts, his goalkeeping coach, left to join us, and he fell off a cliff. So the idea is that we get them both back together and we probably get one of the best goalkeepers in the league still. Cool. Give it a go. The bar is in hell. So again, you don't have to do a lot to raise it, but just catch I, I don't know. It's low risk. It's 20 million. If it doesn't really work, then cool. He can be our number two and Kepa dips and you get a serious goalkeeper the season afterwards. But if he's not good enough, then not better than Kepa, bin him off immediately, bro. Get rid of him straight away. Kepa is literally the litmus test. If you're not better than him, get the fuck out, bro. That's why with Mendy, I had such little patience for him. You mean to tell me you got benched by Kepa? <laughs> like, what? This guy can't save long shots and you're getting benched by him. His, di his distribution isn't even world class. It's like, it's good on a good day. Like, the guy... I He's loyal and everything. He's a good leader, but he's a net negative. He's always a problem. So, yeah, that, if, if if Robert Sanchez can't take him, then get out. Get the fuck out. Uh, fair say. That's typical. When he got by him and he tried to ask for more money in contract <laughs> negotiations. Imagine that. 
Wolves That's said, right. "I want more than him," and he's sitting on the bench. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, this is Carefree Lewis, Carefree Lewis G, a typical Carefree Lewis G form. Sarcasm, CETV Sports Special people. Before we continue, continue to bump up the likes. There's over ninety of you lot in the building right now, so let's be like check one two one two. Let's bump up these likes. We're only at forty four. Let's get up to seventy likes, people. Let's get up to seventy likes. Continue to share this across the socials. We want to get over a hundred people in here. And on top of those things, subscribe to the channel Sarcasm CETV as well. Hit that notification bell and on top of that make sure you subscribe to lewis's channel the link is in the title click 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 the link in the title and it opens up a new tab well i'll go off we'll stay like in your defensive structure actually and go to someone who i personally think has to have a big season for you lot all the talent in the world no doubt about it but cat seem to stay fit and you have now signed out on paper a quality right back as well so where are you at with Reese James and what are you looking for from him? Because he seems to, like I say, there's no doubt in his talent, but can't stay fit. What are you looking from him for? What are you looking from him this season? Just, just be fit enough to play 60 minutes. Like, I can't lie. Malo Gusto has been so good in preseason. In my opinion, James, you hook that brother off as soon as we get to an hour every game and you just throw Gusto on. I'm fine. If he can't stay fit through that, then we need to have some uncomfortable conversations. But I think this seat, this is really set out for Reese to have a good season because there is no worry about him being overplayed because Malo Gusto, in, as long as he can translate this form into the Premier League, is mm -hmm. it's a cheat code having him on the bench. Like, the guy has shown every single trait I want. He's physical, he's fast, he's got a good cross, can take on players. We're going to bring him off the bench. Fine. He's going to get the Eden Hazard on the Conte treatment, just getting hooked off every single game. Win, lose or draw, whatever the scoreline, you're coming off. And wow. that should be enough to keep him fit for the season. Wow. Is that where you are? What about Rhys James as a centre-back? What do you reckon no, about that? back four. play back four. Nah, even with Lost a back four. Enough options there. Well, because you've got Thiago Silva, Fafana got injured, you've got Colwell, and you've got Badia Shile, right? Silva, Colwell, Badia Shile, and Desasi. Oh, yeah, I forgot you signed Desasi. Yes, yes, you are correct in that sense. So you're looking at Reese James just and to stay fit. potentially Chalabar. Okay, so you're looking at Reese James just to stay fit, for like play for 60 minutes, and then Gusto to come on, and those two yeah. competing for that spot. And say, all right, let's say it is very, say Reese James has a very similar season to last season and this next season. Then what would be your thoughts on it? Switch. Just to start Gusto. Switch. Yeah, that, that's it. That's why I'm so chill on the right back spot. Like, whoever okay. brought in Malo Gusto, like, fair fucking play, man. You deserve the, you deserve the best Swede in all of London because, bro, that, what a signing. Like I've been talking about Matson and Jackson being top two. Gusto deserves to go in there with the top three best players of preseason. It's okay. been unbelievable. So if James can't stay fit, fine. I have full confidence in Gusto as things stand. Yeah. And Warrior J just said, Lewis did say Reese James should start against Liverpool. Am I right? Or are you with Gusto starting against Liverpool? No, 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 no. Like, I did debate it in my last stream. But oh, James, we're trying to go for him as captain right now. So, yeah, he's got to start. Has to start. Okay. And plus... And He's getting back to fitness now. We've got to give him confidence at the very least. So, yeah, it wouldn't be the right message if you bench him. Has to start. All right, fans. And do you want to see 
the back four? Because you mentioned it there. Or would you? Would your preference be a back three? No, I, I think we've looked good in the back four in pre-season. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the back four last season, but it's because we didn't have enough creativity. Now we have Enzo in there. Now we mm-hmm. have Nkuku in there as well, depending on the knee injury and everything. But um, I'd rather see us stick to a back four. We look a lot better in it. We've got better players in that position. The only real question is the left back. Like, we'll figure that one out. But neither of them are wowing me as things stand. Okay, no, that's fair. That, that's 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 fair enough. I don't know why that's beeping. No, that's fair enough. Switching lanes from that, let's go to the forward line. Someone who's been a constant conversation for Chelsea all summer. Where do you stand with Ramalu Lukaku? Hmm? Lukaku? Yes, Lukaku, man. Yeah, He's still at your club. Here. I'm just asking. Uh, why is he still here? That's where I stand with him. Get yourself out of this football club ASAP, but nobody wants this guy. You know how washed the striker market is this season, and still nobody wants Lukaku. Says a fucking lot, bro. But we're going to end up probably getting Blavich in to replace him, which I don't mind. But I want to find out what. He's, he's got a lot of underlying groin issues, which might be chronic, and that might be a little bit of a worry. But that also, if we're using him as depth with Nicholas Jackson, it doesn't really have to be too much of a worry because he won't have to play that much. But still, if that's a chronic problem, I would look against bringing him in because I know we're desperate to get Lukaku off the books. I would really and truly just sit there and just tell Lukaku, fine. You don't want to go, fine. We're still not going to play you. You can sit there and rot for a year. See if Belgium take you to the Euros after that. Fine. I'd be petty. Three years of, of this guy being petty and us losing money off him, we've already got a sunk loss on Lukaku. Fuck him. Find your club. Eventually, he will be somebody's panic buy or he'll just take the Saudi money for a year. Eventually, you'll fuck off. But I'm, I wouldn't sit there panicking, trying to say, oh, we need to get rid of him. We need to get rid of him. Sort it out. Sort it out yourself. You got yourself into this problem with your big mouth. Use it to get yourself out. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. So you see, there's no way. So say, like, hypothetically, he did an interview and was like, he apologised. And he's like, I want to put it right to the Chelsea fans. Would you personally be trying to hear that? Or is, is the bridge burned? Is there no way he can come back and play in a Chelsea shirt? If I heard Lukaku doing that, I think Lukaku would just be accepting that he didn't have a club and he'd just be shamelessly trying to get back with the Chelsea fans. I'd also assume that it's PR from Chelsea because they're actually going to try and use him. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, I'd be like, whatever. I don't care, but you better fucking score when you're on the pitch. That will just be it. If Poch ends up wanting to make it work, I, I've got no emotion to the entire situation, but well, you... I hope it works. I hope you can get him fit. That would say a lot if you could do that, but mm-hmm. I don't even rate him that much anymore. Like He's good against the team's bottom of the table, but he disappears in every big occasion you need. So it's like, what do I need him for? To come off the bench and do what? Because he's like the least clutch player of all time. So That's yeah, figure it out. Figure it out, Lukaku. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where you end up. So you would prefer... Won't be here. Oh. No, I, you I don't... don't think he'll be here by the end of the summer. Whatever. Where do you? Okay, let's go there. Where do you think he ends up? Either with Juve and the Vlavic deal. Mm-hmm. I think AC Milan may potentially come in because they did have interest. Hmm. 
um, or Saudi, or somebody's panic buy. Someone's like, oh shit, we need a striker, and they go take Lukaku for a year. Fair enough. Actually, no, Fair not enough. a year. We can't accept the loan. Can't accept. Are you, are you even dead set against the loan? Even if you got some money yeah. and say the team was he paying fifty percent of his wages this summer, has ideally, yes. But you don't want him around. So let's say a team comes in for him and pays X amount of a transfer fee and pays fifty percent of his wages. You wouldn't take. They have that. to take an obligation to buy. <laughs> Sorry, he is gone this summer. We're, we're, it's that cannot be a debate. The fact we had him on loan at Inter for a year was bad enough. But I understand us actually having some faith that Inter wouldn't be stingy bastards, but we're smarter mm. than that now. No. Loan with an obligation to buy permanent transfer or Lukaku can rock for all I care. So you're just Don't saying care. it's permanent transfer or if it's a loan, it has to be an obligation to buy or you're saying just stick him with the under 23s or just let him train by himself and there's no way back, even if a he did do an means, apology video. A loan means... He's our problem again in a year's time and he has even less transfer value after that. So, no. No. He has okay. to go now. Either that or if he is going to have a low transfer value, fuck him and rot. Don't care. Fess? That's fair enough. And would you mention Vlahovic's injury record and him potentially, well, supposedly having a chronic groin injury? I have no idea about it. Would you take the hit? Are you that desperate to get Lukaku off the books where you would roll the dice with Vlahovic and that injury? Yeah, I feel he's less of a problem, in it? He's younger. Mm -hmm. um, probably comes with a much better attitude. Mm hmm yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like, if it doesn't work out, I guess you could sell him. But from what I've heard, I've heard Vlavic isn't even too keen on the move. So it's like, this is just such an unnecessary transfer on both sides. But it's just because Lukaku makes everything hard <laughs> that we're stuck in this situation. But you could be in worse positions than have Vlavic as a number two. Like, he's not a bad player. You could debate maybe Allegri's system didn't help him. I don't know. We'll find out. But... I can believe he'll be better with us than Lukaku would be still at Chelsea's books. That, to me, is a positive. I don't think it's £35 million worth of a positive, but really? we've lost enough on Lukaku as it is. So, whatever. <laughs> or hopefully, so when, my, my ideal thing is Arsenal get desperate, go take Vlavic, they take Lukaku and we chill. So that's an ideal world for you. Like, where do you stand on Vlahovic as a player, though? Just his level. I mean, he looked really—he looked really good at Fiorentina. Like, I mm. really wanted him at that time as well, but mm. obviously the Juve spell happened. He started well and then petered off. But everyone says it's because of Allegri's system. I don't watch mm. a lot of Juventus to know, but I could understand playing in a defensive system and not getting a lot of chances and that impacting you. Seems like a good player. His link-up play seems very underrated. I feel like he can play the centre-forward role that Pot should be looking for with him. It's just about the groin issues. If that's if that's like a non-issue, then cool, come to Chelsea. But apparently, that's why PSG pulled out. So ah, because of the injury. I know. Okay, I know. So 
So let's say hypothetically it does indeed happen. And Victor mentioned it, a couple others mentioned it in the chat, and you did about him being a backup to Jackson. If he was signed, I'm guessing by you saying that, correct me if I'm wrong, you would prefer Jackson to be the number one choice and being Flahovic being the number two choice. Do you see that happening though? Because personally, I don't think that will happen. If you do sign Vlahovic, I think whether it's right or wrong, whoever you think's better, I think he'll be the first choice. Where do you stand on that? Who do you think will be? Because I'm guessing you want Jackson as the first choice. I think it's only fair to him, especially the preseason that he's had. He's been so good. I'm, I'm yet to find a negative in his game. Mm-hmm. The guy's got a good character on the pitch, unbelievable link-up play, weight of passing is ridiculous, very composed finishing, can take on players, everything I want in a forward. So it's like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want him to get benched. I want Vlavic to show me why he deserves to be playing over him. Which, if he does start again over over Jackson immediately, I'm not going to be happy about it. But I'll give him an opportunity. Cool. If you got the start, I don't think you should have. Des- I don't think you've deserved it. But prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. It's a good think, problem to have. Yeah. Do you think Poch goes that route? If let's say you do sign Vlahovic, does he put Vlahovic in the side straight away, or does he play Jackson? Because I think after one or two games, I think Vlahovic is being signed. He plays. I think it's too. It it would be too early to throw him in because he wouldn't understand the system as well. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't make as much sense. Jackson would have to start, and if Jackson continues the way he's been playing at preseason, it would Mm -hmm. be even sillier to drop him. So it's just good competition. Like I think anybody worried about Jackson getting benched, that's the wrong mentality to have over it because. Mm Great competition. This is exactly what Chelsea Football Club's been about. I don't mind if that happens, but I do not want it to be a case of Vlavic is playing like shit, but he's playing because he costs more and we have to try and make it work. No, you play who is whoever is the better out of the pair, be it Vlavic, be it Jackson. Fuck it, play the pair of them if you want to do that. But just find a way to make it work because that is good competition to me at the end of the day. Okay. Now, you remember well, back in the days we had Drogba, Anelka, um, fucking, we had Drogba and Elka, Shevchenko, and I think Pizarro at one point. Wow, well, you taking it back, uh, Claudio Pizarro? Hey, big up Matisse. I was gonna get to this in it. Big up Matisse. He's fully on the Vlahovic train, but he says striker is the only position where a player can play well-rounded, and people will still want more or a limited option purely to have a contrast. So, yeah, Matisse. Well, we'll, we'll see Matisse because, like I, I said, I think it's a case of wanting a contrast. If, go if Chelsea want to go in for him. I don't think it's a bad thing for the side in general. Mm-hmm. It's two good options you can have. The only question to me is make sure he's fully fit and that groin issues aren't anything too serious. Yeah. Other than that, it's fine. Because I think once he's up to speed and gets used to the system and he's three, four games in, I don't see Vlahovic holding bench for Jackson. I don't. Whether it's right or wrong is a whole different conversation. I just don't I think see if a Jackson plays well in the first three to four games, true. there's going to be no reason for him to be benched. That's true. It's on Jackson to perform. That that is true. Yeah, yeah, that's no, it. That. That's, that's what the nature should be at Chelsea. That's if a fair good point. enough. You play. Yeah. If if Jackson is being benched and he's playing better than Vlahovic, that's a problem. But we can only discuss that when we get to that problem. Until then, it's speculative. Yeah, that's a fair point. 
Oh, that's a fully fair point. I hear exactly what you're saying. Uh, big up to Jedi Ghost as well. Large up everyone in the chat. Now over 130 people watching in the building. Continue to get your questions in. They don't have to be Chelsea related, of course. If they are, that's absolutely fine. But get your questions in for the main man, Carefree Lewis G in the building. Let's bump up the likes. We're at 63. Let's get up to 90 likes, people. Like, check, one, two, one, two. Continue to share this across the socials as well. And on top of that, subscribe to the channel, Sarcasm City TV. Currently at 7,354. One more. Get us to seven. Actually, no, six more. Scrap that. Get us to seven. No, we're at 7,355 now. Five more subscribers, people. Get us to 7,360, please. And make sure you subscribe to Lewis's channel. The link's in the title. And big up to everyone who listens to the shows on the audio platforms as well, which I will drop the links for. And Pels makes a great point because I see this, but Vlahovic will play because of the wages and price is how big clubs work. That's why I just don't see, like I say, Jackson will, like, even if he plays well, he'll keep his place. But once he doesn't, I think Vlahovic gets his spot. And then he's not, unless Vlahovic is horrendous, I don't think he'll get dropped. But that's what it's going to be. If you're good enough, you play. And if you're bad enough, you don't. Like, Kepa was on higher wages than Mendy, and Mendy was benching him for a full year. This is very speculative. Like, sometimes it's like that. Hmm. Sometimes it's not. All just depends on the player. No, first. Okay. No, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And speaking of that, in players, a player you've been linked with all summer long, all summer. This is is reminding me of Manchester United last year with Frankie De Jong, Caicedo. Where do you stand on it? Do you want him at it? Do you want him at Chelsea? Are you saying pay the price no matter what Brighton want? Because it seems Brighton are playing hardball and there seems to be a Chelsea-Brighton rivalry between the fans. That developing, obviously, they tried to sign Caldwell. You lot were against that. So are you saying move? Are you saying pay the price, whatever they want? Let's say it's 100 million or north of 100 million. Or are you saying don't pay that, look at alternatives, go elsewhere? Where are you at with the Caicedo uh, situation? Chelsea know what they're doing. That's the way I see it. And I understand they don't want to pay 100 million because they don't want this narrative being made that they can be bent over in negotiations. Mm-hmm. We're in a little bit of a desperate sp- state only because of where we finished last season, but we're not falling to that desperation as well and just paying mm-hmm. up the money. It's like there's just a little bit of a standoff, which is very boring. I won't lie to you. It's been two months of the exact same crap, but I get it. If Chelsea were to walk away because they don't want to pay 100 million, fine, but just make sure the position is filled by someone that you genuinely believe is good enough for that position by the end of the window. Be that Edson Alvarez, if you think that's the case. Be that Lavia, if you think that's the case. That's fine, but make sure that position is filled. Like, I want us to get Caicedo. I think that's a massive signing for us, but I'm not letting this long period turn into a reason to go at the board or Bowley or anything like that because I don't think it's fair. I get it. I totally understand it. That it was he was meant to be 80 million. He's only really worth around that amount anyway. And because they had a verbal agreement and not anything on paper, they're now thinking they can try and shed Chelsea for another 20 million. We'll see what happens. I just think the next bid should be halfway. 85 plus five or 90 million. If you want to get to 100 million, put some Arsenal type clauses like Ballon d'Or clauses or some stupidness if you want to do that. But 
you got to get to 90 million minimum. Otherwise, it's not realistic negotiating when you're that far off the valuation. Okay. No, that's fair. I'm big up to my guy, Rhino, in the chat as well. I see you, Rhino. I meant to lad you up before. Hey, you lot continue to get the questions in. I'm starring the best questions. And of course, if you want me to get to your questions straight away, super chat people, and I make sure I will indeed do that. But yeah, man, lad up, Rhino. I'm glad you're enjoying the content. He said big up to us both. Exceptional content. So let's say you're in charge. And you can make the decision on Caicedo. And let's say Brighton won 110 million. Are you paying 110 million? Or are you saying no and moving on and getting somebody else? Where do you stand with it? See, here's the thing. It's not really my it's not my money. So I'm like, that's not your money. Yeah. So I'm asking. So you're cool. So you will be cool with that. Because I know if I said, all right, 100 million to take Kai Havertz back, you ain't doing that shit. So that's why I asked. Oh, no, no, exactly. no. But that's a different that's... level of player, bro. We're so, talking yeah. player versus yeah. bullshit. But, but I'm seeing, that's why I'm asking to see where you rate him. Because if mm. I said, all right, 100 million for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? You could rate Jesus, but I know you ain't looking to spend 120 million on him. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm asking in regards to see mm. where you're at. So you're just saying pay the money regardless because you rate the player that highly. What, what type of impact do you think he has at Chelsea? I rate... I think the I think the partnership between him and Cuckoo and Enzo, it links up perfectly together. Mm-hmm. He, like Enzo's got the license to roam a bit further forward. Caicedo can go forward as well and do his thing too. Yeah. Very underrated on the ball. And Cuckoo, gonna be brilliant creativity and movement between the lines too. Like that midfield is very dangerous. And then you take into account we're playing one game a week, they're going to be fucking insane. But if it ends up being a Lavia, if it ends up being an Alvarez, I'm fine with it as well. Apparently, the data analysts really back Edson Alvarez as a potential partner to him. Mm-hmm. And they've been right enough times. So I understand there are some question marks about him. But if they have enough faith in him, go do it. Go get the signing in. Just make sure the position's filled. Does it concern you, though, in regards to we are closing in on the opening day of the season and your midfield options currently? You've got Enzo, who you rate, but then you've got Conor Gallagher, and then you've got, is it Chukameko? You've got Caicedo, not Caicedo, Cassidy, and is it Santos, if I'm correct yeah. in saying that? So does your lack of lack of season quality and lack of experience in that area concern you, or do you trust Enzo and trust Poch and the rest of the team to go and do the business? See, there's a couple layers now because we don't know what's happened with Nkuku's injury. So we need to see if he's going to be back ready for that game. But (laughs) if it's Enzo Santos, I feel a little bit confident. And I think we can get something in that game because Liverpool looks shaky as hell too. Mm -hmm. I think they can be got at. If it's Enzo Gallagher, I'm a little bit worried. And then he was all right defensively in the last game. But I don't know. Like, one game of Gallagher in the pivot isn't enough for me to just ride off that one and think he can do something. I've seen him play other games in the pivot. He's been horrific. So, Enzo Santos and Cuckoo, I think, could work. It all depends on if Cuckoo's going to be fit or not. Okay, so if Nkunku isn't fit, who do you want to see in that 10 round? Or would you go to a midfield three with a six and two eights, potentially? I'd probably put Chakumeka in there. I think he's looked decent in preseason. There's been periods where he's looked really good under pressure. Played the ball with his feet really well under close control. 
So I'll probably go for him. So you go Chukameko and you'd have Santos next to Enzo if that's Enkunku's not. Yeah, Santos has looked so promising in preseason. Okay. All right, fair enough. I 100% go for him. I don't know if he's ready for the Premier League, but I'm willing to find out with him. You Chelsea man are really starving with this the way because I've never seen <laughs> preseason hyped up so much. Yourself, many you of the Chelsea fans I know social media is like the way you lot have hyped up preseason. I'm just glad to have to a striker that consistently gets me goals and assists. We move forward <laughs> in transition as a team. We press as a football team. We can make more than four passes in a row together. Like, do you know how amazing that is? I forgot about the little things in football and how important they are. Just yeah. scoring goals, making chances, pressing well as a team, moving together. Like, it, it felt, it, I'll be real, it's felt amazing. It's felt amazing. Okay, all right. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Someone we've not, someone who we've not mentioned so far yet on this show, but I did see a lot of criticism in particular in the last preseason game you've had. You, you lot actually played on social media. I didn't watch the game, so and I know mm. you did, so you'll have much more knowledge on it than me. Where are you at with Raheem Sterling? Should he be starting? Do you want him sold? What are you looking for from him this season? Because I've seen some Chelsea fans say he shouldn't start and he, he shouldn't be in your first team. But to me, he's currently right now still your most, well, easily your most accomplished winger, but your best winger. I might be real. He's been probably our worst player in preseason. Has he been that bad in preseason? Like, all okay, the wingers him. have been better than him. Okay. Like, all the youth players: Angelo Gabriel, Diego Moreira, um, who else? Ian Matson. Levels clear. Levels clear. And Cuckoo. Mm -hmm. All of them have been better than him. Sterling has been fucking terrible this preseason. Like I've said, I want to give him the second season. I don't even want him starting. Like I'll give him, the, the I'll give him the game time, see if he improves. But mm -hmm. coming from one of the veterans in his second season, saying he feels a lot fitter and everything, he looks like the same guy from last season, with a couple more take-ons and a little bit better interplay. But he looks fucking shit, man. I'm not gonna have a lot of patience with him this season. I'm gonna need results. I'm gonna need output, or I'm gonna need you on the bench and out next season, the first player out. It's so been all the veterans that have been letting us down, to be honest. All the youth players have looked good. Sterling, Cucurella, Gallagher, and Chilwell. I say Cucurella a bit loosely, but he still had his momentary brain farts every single game. But it's all of them. And Kepa. Thiago Silva's like the only veteran that still looks good. The rest of them, thin ice. Very thin ice. All right, fair, fair enough. Yo, scathing words. So let's say you got a 60 million offer for Sterling from any club. Would you sell him? Take him right now. Really? All right, 40 million. Yeah, that's basically our money back. Fine. Jesus. I'd get rid of him. Like, if I'm looking on the left, I'll have Ludrick Stein, or I'll have Matson Stein, or Nkuku, or even Nicholas Jackson. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking on the right, I've got Noni. I've got Angelo Gabriel, who now has a space in the team because Sterling's left. Mm. I've got Matson again. And I have all of them over Sterling. Jeez. Why are you here? You ain't done anything to show me why you should be here except the seven-game run on the two-call. It's time to show me. It's time to show me something. Or fuck off. Simple as. 
You are the veteran. You are the four-time Premier League winner. You have 100 Premier League goals. Show me something. Like, either that or leave. Like, I've been I've been defending him all of last season, saying it might have been the system laying him down because he's done well at City. No, he looks like a bum. He looks fucking wow. terrible. He looks washed. Mm. Like, I, I'm looking at just genuine, general take-ons and just thinking, oh, fair enough, Sterling. You took on a player. Shouldn't be like that. Oh, nice. He's had some link-up play. Nice. Just shouldn't be like that with him. Yeah. So it's like, bro, the bar is in hell. Like, pattern up or leave. Simple as. I don't have a lot of patience for you. I got more patience for Gallagher, Chilwell, and Cucurella than I do for Sterling, because I right, should because... be expecting a lot more from him. A lot more. Say, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. That is Chilwell definitely... and Cucurella, like that's his own different problem. Like our two I'm, best guessing... left backs are the youth players. So would you start? So who would you start at left back against Liverpool? Matson or Lewis Hall? But I know yeah, it's not going to be either of them. Is that disappointing? Bro, is that disappointing from Poch, or do you understand it? A little bit of both, because okay. like it, I know Lewis Hall would rather be a midfielder, so I understand it. But the fact that he shat on both of our left backs last season means I would probably revisit that a little bit. Ian Matson has looked so good in about three different positions. I don't even think we've seen him play left back, and he's a left back. So I feel like his football IQ is just brilliant and he can play in multiple positions. So if you want to play him at left back, you go for it. If you put a gun to my head and tell me Cucurella or Chilwell, which one are you playing at left back? I'm picking Cucurella because Cucurella has brain farts and everything and it pisses me off. But he's mm. better defensively. He's, he's in this position more. His defensive actions are better. His forward passes are better. Chilwell is better at ball carrying, cardio, and like nothing else world class. His crossing is good at best. He is everybody's press trigger. Literally everybody's. Even Wrexham were using him as a fucking press trigger. And he still struggled. The guy gets beaten for fun. Literally for fun. And like going forward, he's fine. Like it's brilliant when you're playing a back five and you've got three at the back. And you can bomb forward with no defensive license. Hmm. We're not doing that no more. We're doing hmm. a back four. I need my defenders to be able to defend first, even if you're attacking fullbacks. And he can't do that. I need to see better from him defensively before I can back Ben Chilwell. Right now, I think he's the most overrated player in this Chelsea squad, personally. Okay. And the only reason why it's not a bigger fact is because Cucurella constantly fucks himself over on a daily basis. But both had off-the-field issues. Cucurella had tonsillitis. He had other stuff that people still don't want to report, so I feel like it's probably something that deep. Chilwell had the recovery from the ACL and his dad also passed away towards the end of last season. Yeah. So I'm willing to give both of them another chance this season. Yeah. I don't see Chilwell as like a snake in the grass, like a mountain of habits. I think he's one of the more loyal players, but yeah. there's too many holes in his game. Gotta call it what it is. He's a left back that can't defend. He's only good going forward. And when he's going forward, sometimes he's even blocking Mudrick's um, fucking pathways. If you look at Past, if you look at player heat maps per game, half the time he's holding Mudrick's hand, and then we're like, why isn't Mudrick doing anything? 
because he's too far forward. There's too many issues of it, but Chilwell's another one surviving off UCL final text. So whenever I talk about it on Twitter, I'm a Chilwell mm. hater and I have an agenda. I don't hate him. I just don't rate him that much. It's as simple That's, as that. I don't hate him. So I just don't like, rate you him. pick one or the other. It's Cucurella, mm. but it's only just. It's only mm. just because he, he's, he, he's got a bozo gene in him. He's just got mm. a mistake in him a game. And they always happen to be big mistakes and it costs us, which is annoying because like there'll be games like the Brighton match where 43 minutes, brilliant. Mm. Then he makes an then he has that dumbest um counter-attack where he doesn't know whether to commit to attacking the player or defending mm. his space. Mm. Spends about five minutes thinking about it. Ball just goes through and he Almoron has an easy chance and he scores. Same thing he did against Real Madrid away last season that got Chilwell sent off. Yeah, and it's like, I remember bro, that. I do remember that. Like, you can't help someone who constantly switches off. Okay. That's what. That's why I keep saying left back, play who you want because like there's going to be a problem with either of them. So you're saying the youth, one of the youth players, like you said, Matson or Hall. That's where you're, you're at. Matson, with it. I know I'm not going to get what I want. Right, fair enough. Big up to Peter in the chat. I see you as well. Large up, Peter. And the chat is mainly agreeing with you and saying Lewis is cooking, Lewis is smitten. As always, people, it's Sarcasm City TV sports special. And you mentioned there as you was talking, and you went, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you was like, Oh, snakes like Mount or Havertz. So we'll get to the departures because there's been some major departures at Chelsea. And we'll start with Mason Mount. So your thoughts on him leaving. I know you've been very vocal about him leaving, calling him a snake. So why why do you believe that Mason Mount is a snake? Mason Mount didn't snake me. I'll say that mm -hmm. first and foremost because I wanted him gone. I'm only yeah. talking about from Chelsea's perspective because mm -hmm. he's the one who was sending his representatives to Fabrizio after the second United bid got rejected, saying that he's refusing to sign a new deal so he could drive down his transfer value. All while pretending like, he had his long-term future at Chelsea, when in reality, he was trying to leave for the last year. So mm. it was just a whole load of bollocks. To the club, not to me, because again, I wanted him gone. I'm glad he's gone. Like, we're so much better now that he's not on the pitch and he's not overhitting every single pass to Nicholas Jackson, thank the Lord. But he definitely snaked Chelsea. 100% snaked Chelsea. All for 50k oh. a week extra at Manchester United. I hope it's worth it because... You lot will not be as patient with him. And from the sounds of some of the United fans, they're already running out of patience with him. And cool. Because when the whole fan base turns on him, I'll be there. Not to mock the whole fan base, but just again to say, told you. Just Hear to be people. there and witness it, because he deserves he's a rat. Hear that people called him a rat, a snake, and said he's not very good. And that's someone who's watched him week in, week out, Chelsea season ticket holder. But they say about Manchester United, so that's why I'm not going to give... Everyone knows my thoughts. Well, most people, if you watch me for any length of time, know my thoughts on Mount before we signed him, now that we signed him. Uh, you mentioned it in pre-season. I've heard he's Mason back to road running already. In yeah, Mason season. Mount, Mason Mounted. That's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Mason, like, he did, like... I shout out to... I was doing... When I was doing the Members Edition, shout out... Q&A, Members Edition, shout out to Matthew. And he said, oh, Mount's been poor. And I said, because I've not watched any of the preseason games. I said, has Mount been poor or has Mount just been Mount? And he laughed. Like, what did we expect? We know what we're getting with Mason Mount. We watched him at Chelsea. Was he supposed to come to... I don't know oh. why you guys came in for him so much. Oh, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad decision, but I understand why. It's all the off-the-ball stuff. It's still a bad decision, though. So, so you just, awesome just do dog work. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's no, what no, it, it just is. feels like you can get any youth player to just. Oh, do facts. That. Oh, don't get him. Don't get him mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Don't get him. It's like, like I we already, got, it's we already like got the rebranding Gallagher. <laughs> You'll probably get another one from Cobham if we tried. So, do you think he will be a success at Manchester United? And what can we expect? If he's a bench warmer, maybe, but that depends on how the rest of your team plays. Mm -hmm. All you can expect is a load of PR, mm -hmm. um, not a lot of open play assists. You can say that again. What is it, eight in four years? A lot of set pieces hitting the first man or the wall. Um, over hit passes, under hit passes, or just straight ignoring runners around him. Um, hair flicks. He does a lot of hair flicks per game. And clapping the fans. Like, there was a Sky Sports article that said that Mason Mount has broken the world record for being the fastest clapper. It's a genuine fact. If you type it in on, if you type it in on Google, you'll see it. That, that's his world-class attribute, clapping. It's his genuine only world-class attribute. I, yeah, I don't know how long you lot signed him, but he's going to be a fucking headache if Ten Hag doesn't get anything out of him. And I just, I don't see it. He had one very good season for us in four and the rest were just all a bag of mid. And I feel like now he's focused more on his PR image than even his football. So, What makes you say that? Because he signed up with a PR, com with a PR company, mm -hmm. the sports PR company. And since then, he's had more advertisements in the last 18 months than goals and assists for Chelsea. Um, he's had other guys like Didier Drogba, um, come in and talk about and sing praise about him to try and build his image up. Didier Drogba, who also works for the same, who also is employed by the same PR company as well. Um, what was it? There was a fat thread about it on Twitter, and it was actually really good. It exposed the entire thing, and the whole. I remember you did a show on it. That, I remember yeah, I was he watching. wants to be the next David Beckham, basically. And to do that, you need to be at the club with the biggest brand. You guys which is why he wanted Manchester United and only Manchester United. That wasn't a footballing decision. If you want a footballing decision, you go to Liverpool. That's the king of road running. You could go there and actually do really well in that system. Chose United. For what? Why? They already got Bruno. They don't need you. Bruno's better. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, actually, no. Again, I do get it. It's all about the PR. Mm. But that's all you're going to get. A load of adverts, not a load of goals and assists. 007 day on Mount is not fair. That guy hit it twice at Chelsea. Twice. In the Premier League season. Not even in friendlies. Twice in two Premier League seasons. He'll I mean, hit it twice for you guys in two months. Yeah. I'm, the thing is, I won't even be shocked. I know I don't need him on the ball. I've said this. Like, I keep stating when somebody said to me, well, I think it was when we played Arsenal in the preseason game and said, oh, he had 19 touches. Is that a concern? I said, no. I said, we don't need him on the football. 19 touches might, in fact, be too many touches. I don't need Mount on the ball. I need him off the ball. That's what it is. All off the ball stuff. Again, it's I a terrible like thing. It's just, you pay awful, much. Yeah, it's awful, fam. Last year on his deal, when the, um, the position of power, bad deal by us. Bad on Ten Hag, bad on Manchester United. My, club. my head would be on Mars if my club spent 55 million on this guy. Or even worse, Cam. I feel for Cam, bro. No, like, I hate Arsenal as a football club, as a fan base, as a fucking institution, the whole nine yards. But Cam, I feel for him. He doesn't, deserve, he doesn't deserve this shit. 
he doesn't deserve it. You went to Kai Havertz. So why are you so? Why were you so against? Let's go there because some people may not know. You know what I'm saying? May have been on the rock. Why were you so adamant about wanting Mason Mount out of Chelsea Football Club? Because he just didn't want to be here, and it's like we treat him like he's Eden Hazard. Every single day, fucking debates over Mason Mount and, and his contract. It would be a disgrace if Mason Mount was to leave Chelsea. It, it, it's, it's a catastrophe that we're not giving him the money that he wants. Over Mount. Like, fucking hell, man. We didn't have this debate over fucking Hazard because Hazard was good enough. And then Mason Mount was playing dog shit all season. I've spoken on streams numerous times about when players are chasing for a contract, they play their best football. You get a player out of them that you've never seen. William, bag of shit until that fucker wanted a contract. Then he took Ronaldinho out of nowhere. Mount fell into a shell, but he wants to stay at Chelsea. That's why, to me, I knew from early this guy was going. You weren't doing anything to justify getting a long-term contract, to getting a big contract, all while demanding silly wages, clapping the fans and pretending he wants to be here to have an image. I saw through the image. It was like, if you want to be here, you are re-signing. If you want to be here, you are at least signing a one-year extension. A one-year extension to prove your worth and then come in for the big wages. No, we wanted it right now, apparently. No, you just didn't want to be here. You didn't want to be here. It's just everybody spent about three years talking about how Mason Mount's next up. He's going to be the next Frank Lampard. This is going to be the guy to carry Chelsea and wear the armband because everybody wanted to vicariously live through him. Sorry, he was going to let you all down. It was just, I was trying to tell you all, and you all just wanted to cook me for it. That's why I've been a dickhead about it all summer. Why did you tweet about Mount so much? Because I want to rub it in you dickheads' faces. Because if he re-signed, I'd be getting the same energy. So guess what? Hold okay. that. You all went after Todd Bowley. You went after Chelsea Football Club, the club that you support. You went after the numerous players on higher wages. Fucking Reese James. The only loyal one out of the lot last season, except for the youth players and all of the others that are still here and all of that. The only loyal player that was on big wages. And they went for him because of his injury record. All to defend Mason Mount. And what's he doing now? He's calling Old Trafford his home. <laughs> dickheads. <laughs> Fucking dickheads, bruv. Meanwhile, Reese James is here saying he wouldn't join Arsenal if his life depended on it. Bricks. Well, when Reese James put that Insta post out saying um, about the bricks and everything, if they don't want to help build the house, that they shouldn't be here. What did you think? It was just for bullshit. Come on now. You already knew half of these fuckers didn't want to be here. It was blatantly obvious to anybody who doesn't live through emotion. It's just half of these fans are still jerking themselves off the 2021 replays of us winning the Champions League. They're pretending Mount did something. Pretending Havertz did something because he scored an open goal. Now it's Chilwell next up because he was brilliant in 2021. i got to give him patience now. No, this UCL tax is dead, man. We're not even in yes. the UCL. We're not even in fucking Europe. And you want to talk yeah. to me about Europe tax. And a lot of these players are a big reason for it. So don't mm. sit there and tell me to be patient with them. I'll be patient with the players that weren't here or turned up halfway through this shit show. Everybody else, pattern up or leave. Because again, why is it the veterans that fucking stink in preseason? Except Thiago Silva. Why is it the veterans? Because they're all 
fucking toxic. Other than James and Silver, the rest have been a bag of shit. So no, I don't have patience for them. Pattern up or get out. You could be next up on the list. The clear out don't care about sentiment. I've been saying that. It can be N'Golo Kante. It can be Kai Havertz. But you could be gone. And that's huh? fine. We need a new team. We need the same ideology that got us to winning trophies. The problem is, as soon as we got the transfer ban, everyone turned into player Hive FC because we had to rely on the youth and everybody wanted their guy to be next up. Guess what? There's been barely any of them because that's what it was like when we were at the top. Hmm. When we were at the top and winning trophies year in, year out, how many youth players made it through our system? John True. Terry, Christensen, Loftus-Cheek. That's it. Yeah, there wasn't many. Until the transfer ban. Now we have a transfer ban. We have to rely on the youth. Everybody wants all these fucking Cobham graduates to be done. And and look what look what happens. We haven't contended for a league title since. That's a very valid point. Since you've been well, some of your fan base, a portion of your fan base has been on the whole Cobham. Let's go through the graduates. Yeah, the sentiment, sentiment thing. And it's like the vast majority of them are not good enough. And like you stated there, they're not the sole reason, but a major part as to why you lot finished 12th and had such a horrific season. Of course, there's other factors, but they played their role. Same way if you would have won something last year. Oh, everybody was shit. Yeah, including the guy you're trying to defend. Yeah, yeah. He was culpable too. When you use the argument that everybody was shit to defend one person, you just show that you ain't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. Because instead of talking about the player that's in the discussion, you're trying to deflect to everybody else. That's fair. That's that, a, that's a fucking minerals point. tactic right there. <laughs> right there. Deflect to everybody else. So you happy to see all of like, in regards to, it's, I, I'm guessing it's, well, I'm not guessing. I know you well enough to know. Yes, you want players from who have come through Cobham to play, obviously, if they're good enough or not, like a Reese James, like a Christensen, but that's legit it. You're not saying push through four, five, six, because you did just mention Matson and Hall before. So is that where you're at with it? Do you want to see Poch limit that, or do you like the amount of youth players who are coming through? Because you do have a very young side. Hey, if you're good enough, you're good enough. I don't mind people mm-hmm. getting opportunities, but I just don't like people overhyping players like they're already at that level. Like, Ian Matson, I want him to get opportunities. I'm not sitting there saying he's the next coming of Eden Hazard. I'm not doing that. Lewis Hall looks so technically sound. I'm just saying, give him game time because he looks better than the other two bums who've got more experience than him. You might as well. Like, that's the way I think it should be. Like, if you're good enough, you're good enough. If the other options are shit, you deserve a run out. But it's not all disguised to start under any circumstances. When we were linked to Vlavic, I was seeing people saying, what happens to Brozier? What? What are you talking about, man? Armando Brozier, he is still recovering from his ACL and you want him to be my number two in a top four race. What happens if Jackson gets injured? What are you talking about? Armando Brozier, he's been needing a loan deal. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about relying on him as a number two. We had him as a number two. Looked a little bit raw before um, the injury and everything. He's, I see the Diego Costa that everyone wants him to be, but like he's nowhere near that level yet. Mm-hmm. Go on loan, man. Like, What are you doing here? You're not going to have any game time here anyway. But this is the mindset. People just think too much about the Cobham graduates. What's Brozier? What happens to Brozier? 
If Brozier's a number two, that's a problem right now. That is a problem. Coming back from an ACL injury, that is an issue. Yes, 100%. That really, really is. Like, for example, we have these Mbappe Mm -hmm. links. If Mbappe comes in, Mudrik, big up. It's been real. Be a holding (laughs) bench. Sorry. Is what it is. You've only scored once for us. Has he scored once? I thought it was zero. No, it's preseason, so not <laughs> counting preseason goals. Hey, I'm taking it, man. That goal I'm was wavy. Preseason goals. That goal was wavy, bruv. I don't give a shit. But yeah, w- I lost my train of thought now. If Mbappe comes in, <laughs> it's what it is. Nicholas Jackson and fucking um, Mbappe. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm here. Where for is that. this Mbappe links to? Because obviously, I've not been streaming the past couple of days because obviously, sorting out the specials, people. So, you know, Sarcasm City TV Sports Special Week. What is this killing Mbappe to Chelsea? And I know it's not from no reliable source. Apparently, the whole idea is if Real Madrid don't come in for him, PSG don't want to play him either. And he doesn't want to go Saudi. They're looking to loan him and they want to loan him to a team that's out of the UCL. So it's like, we're here. And there's also been reports that they're expecting offers from Chelsea and Saudi clubs. Okay, you are right. And we're trying to offer a player plus cash deal. To me, I've just said Enzo's out of the list. Reese James is out of the list. Um, Jackson's out of the list. And Cuckoo's out of the list. I'm taking Santos out of the list too, personally, and Gusto. Pick, pick out the rest. You're saying just like a little pick and mix. Take two if you want. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you want to have Gallagher for free too or Sterling. In fact, just offer Sterling anyway. Like, I don't give a shit, man. Sorry, this guy's been crap. This guy's been crap. First, but Assad's not with it. He says Chelsea's are, Chelsea are little babies at the moment. Actually, let me just get to certain. To 2 2 Chad, when I mentioned Raheem Sterling earlier, I just wanted to get to that. And I said 60 M's. I'm not saying Raheem Sterling is worth that. I just threw a random figure out there to see what Lewis would say. As well, and it's where to get to this from Monero as well. Who says flawless big love up, from Ethiopia? Guy. Hey, larger man, love that man. You know what I'm saying? Ethiopian on stream, Ethiopian in the chat as well. Large up, large up. But let's even though we both know it's not gonna happen in regards to Killian Mbappe. Assad is against it. Let me get to actual comment. He said, Chelsea are little babies at the moment. We don't need no big name who will be on massive wages and ruin the camaraderie at the club right now. Your response to this. Would you take Kylian Mbappe? Daft question. I know, but it has to be asked. It's a crazy <laughs> question, bro. Assad's not with it, man. He said he don't want to ruin the camaraderie. I'm sure he's got to be trolling. He's got to be trolling. Now you're a Chelsea fan. He's got to be trolling. Because there's no way. He said way. we? He said we? Kylian Mbappe comes in and this is a game-changing signing. This is one where I'm saying if you pattern up every other area in the squad, I'm looking higher than the top four race. Mm-hmm. Even if it's on a one-year loan, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, like We could potentially talk about a title race if we play our cards right. Kylian Mbappe at my football club. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's players have been playing well at the left, on the left-hand side. Sorry. Welcome to Chelsea. We throw bombshells like this. You might be doing well. You might be doing decent. Bam, Nicholas and Elka out of nowhere. Midfield might look solid. Bam, Deco. There you go. Yeah. Right right back's feeling solid. Cool, Ivanovic has just come out of nowhere. Give him a couple of years. Bang. Oh, striker. D- Didier Drogba's just come off his best goal-scoring season. Bang, Torres. There you go. This is what Chelsea's about. 
the quality players are there, you take them. Kylian Mbappe yeah, is one of those Kylian where Mbappe. if he's on the market, I'm not asking any questions. Yeah. Not asking any questions at all. It's Kylian Mbappe. And if they want one of our players in the deal. Ha! Ha! Yeah, but he can have rights to the bridge if he, if he makes it a long-term <laughs> contract. We'll call it the Kylian Mbappe bridge. I don't give a shit. The Killian Bridge, yeah, because they're saying I'm selling Stanford Bridge for Mbappe. Yeah, I don't get the people not wanting Mbappe. I don't understand that. I don't, that why his wages, I don't get like, that. The, the only reason why his wages are so fat right now is because PSG literally bent over and gave him the keys to the club to keep him for another year. Some of the clauses, <laughs> some of the incentives in there are fucking stupid. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, We're not going to do that. that. Bad, yeah. His shit will be like Haaland's wages, where they'll probably be on like 300k a week or something, but heavily incentivized. And those in those incentives are going to be juicy as fuck. So if he hits them, he might be on like 700k a week or something like that. But you got to hit those targets. Don't give yeah. a fuck. If Mbappe wants to come to Chelsea, whoever, whoever they want, peace. Peace. I hope you understand. I hope you understand. It's Mbappe, innit? And if it's one of the players that finished 12, don't even tell them nicely. Fuck off. You're one of the reasons why we're here. We're one of the, this is why we have to do this. Get the fuck out of my club. Get out. You're going PSG at least. You might piss the league for fun. Fez? We both win. Fez? Fez? What's that? Hey, yeah, no, no, I'm not taking a transfer, man. My content will die a slow death. <laughs> we have to keep it in the books. We have to keep it in the books. Before we continue and we get to the other exit, you know what I'm saying? Other player, you've called a snake, you've called a rat, you've been very vocal. And before we get to him and his exit and how you see him doing at Arsenal and also why you wanted him gone from Chelsea, there's all now over 225 people in the building. Now over 225 people in the building. Let's bump up these likes, people. Like check 1212. Only at 105 likes when you enter the city of sarcasm. Pay the tax. It's free, people. All I need you lot to do is hit that like button. That is legit. It. Hit that like button. Please continue to share this across the socials. Follow at Sarcasm City TV across all socials. And at That's Me Flawless. And subscribe to the channel as well, Sarcasm City TV. Hit that notification bell, people. I've got Sarcasm City TV specials all week with the biggest and best content creators. That's why you see Lewis here because he falls under that umbrella as well. We're at 7,360 followers. We're looking for 10 more subscribers people get us to six seven thousand three hundred and seventy looking for 10 more subscribers there's over 225 of you lot in the building i know there's at least 10 people who have not hit the subscribe button hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell let's get there people and of course subscribe to lewis's channel as well i don't know what astronomical number he's on over on his channel but the link's in the title click the link in the title opens up a new tab and you can subscribe to carefree lewis g as well but Lewis, back to Chelsea and back to your exits. Kai Havertz, another player you were super vocal about. Leaving, called him a rat, um, called him a snake, called him a donkey, etc. Why did you want him gone from Chelsea so bad? I would talk about Mason. Uh, this guy was a fucking cancer on my football club. <laughs> talk about Gen Genuinely a disease, a straight disease, man. Like I remember seeing a stat like saying Vlavic got less passes than Havertz did and Havertz like 293 passes and I thought 293 passes you received and you scored four open play goals. You fraud. 
you genuine fraud, and then the ego, the nerve of this motherfucker to shush the Chelsea fans after zero <laughs> goals and assists in seven, two in 14, all to get zero in his next five. And then, like, the endless standing of one of the worst players I've ever seen. I talk about Kepa being a net negative. Kai Havertz is the definition of a net negative. You put him in cam, he won't create a thing, and he'll be a ghost. You put him on the wing, the left back has the easiest job of his fucking life. You put him up front, centre-backs are barely even needing to press the guy. You give him opportunities, he's missing them. Aerial threats, only good on defensive corners. On the ground, he is not winning a fucking thing. Every single time I watched this guy, I was genuinely baffled as to how he was a football player and to why fans defend him as much. And it's only because he scored an open goal in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Whoever managed to get £65 million pounds for Kai Havertz deserves the baddest Latina in London. Straight up. Straight up. Because how you managed to get only a £7 million loss but for that guy is insane business to the point where I think it's straight criminal and, and maybe we need to be investigated or something. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. How that guy is one of the worst football players I've ever watched. And I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. One of the worst football players I've ever seen in my life. One of the most overprotected football players I've ever seen in my life. And, I'll, I'll be real. I'm just grateful it's over. I we were going to re-sign that guy to a new contract, and my heart was in my mouth. Four or five years of watching this guy at my football club, like that's why I'm saying to Cam, I feel sorry for him, man. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. All the excuses from fucking he's being misprofiled, even though him he himself says he can play as a nine, as a ten the entire time. Oh, um, it's because the players around him aren't doing better. Oh, it's because of the midfield. He's not getting chances, even though he has the second highest big chances missed in the fucking Premier League. Oh, is that second, most second sides in the Premier League? Half the times he scores, I'm not even celebrating. I'm looking to the fucking linesman to see if he's got his flag up because I know half the time he fucking <laughs> has got his line. He's got his fucking thing up. Every single time, there's an if to this guy. Oh, the last one before he left was because he didn't have enough Skittles before get, before games. I remember that, yeah. He needs time. the Skittles, yeah. It's all because he turns up in March and gets you a good couple goals and he likes a cup final. And I've been saying, all that says to me is that his mentality is the problem. Because mm-hmm. he clearly has it in him to turn up and apply himself. But he can't do it on a consistent basis, and he only wakes up in the big and the fucking big moment because he wants to be the big man and take all the fucking credit for himself, Mister. He won Chelsea the Champions League. He got the, the easiest legacy I have ever seen in my life. His legacy is a fucking open goal in a Champions League final, a retaken penalty against Dortmund after missing the first one because a player encroached, and a Club World Cup final penalty. That Aspi had to sit there and pretend to take for five minutes while all the Palmeiras players were chatting shit in his ear, only to give it to Kai at the last second. That and an EFL Cup final performance that we lost. Which, to be fair, he played well in. Mount missed two big chances. 
typical. But mm. yeah, that's all his legacy is. Arsenal, well, I don't know how they're going to try work with him in the midfield. That's what I was going to say. What do you think his best position is for Arsenal? The bench. <laughs> Genuinely the bench. If you, you, play, if you bring him off the bench, he's not a problem until he's on the pitch, I guess. And then he could just roam around and just cover distance and do all of that shit. So, so, so what's your thoughts on Arsenal fans who have... And big up Ziad in the chat, my G. Um, what's your thoughts on the Arsenal... Well, some Arsenal fans, a portion of the fan base who have now U-turned and are saying Havertz is a good player. Thoughts on that? I'd get annoyed, but they're Arsenal fans. <laughs> Well, I expect intelligence from them. Like, come on, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. They went from cussing him out two years ago and saying and putting him in Odegaard and Smith Road debates, which, by the way, fair play, you won both of those. Give you your credit, but very low bar and all of that. You went from running Smith Road and Odegaard v Havertz debates to, oh, Kai Havertz has been misprofiled. He's been let down by Chelsea. No, 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 but that wasn't your energy two years ago. It is what it is. I understand Arsenal fans have to be like that. They have to find a way to try and look like they did. They know this is going to work. No, did they know? You know their mindset in it. They're going to try and back Arteta. Teta has a plan and all of this shit. But really and truly, none of you understand it. None of you get why Arsenal paid sixty-five million for a Chelsea flop, which is why if it doesn't go well, it's going to look so terrible on Arteta. Mm. You, you guys were mocking Kai Havertz for years. And now he is in an Arsenal shirt. And now you lot are relying off him after just losing the league title to be the difference maker. And I know a lot of them don't believe he's going to be the difference maker. Mm. So that's a you problem. Arteta came out in his first game and said he still has to figure out his position. Why did you sign him? Yeah, what is the it. point? I don't get it either. Makes no sense. The guy Makes isn't no world-class at a single thing. Mm. Nothing. I don't even think he's very good at anything. His, his best attribute is aerial threat, and it's fucking average. <laughs> it's fucking average. God of Frog says, Lewis, let's be honest, though. Gallagher has looked good under a real manager. Use it as a barometer how Kai could, and he put could in capital letters, have looked. Conor Gallagher's been one of our worst players in preseason. He probably just looks better because he was even worse last season. Like, if I used it as a barometer to how Kai could have looked, I'm so glad he's gone because people would be defending that. We're starting to improve. Poch has a plan for him. That was already what I was hearing the last few weeks before he left. We don't, I don't want to sell him. Poch might do something with him. He's one of the good ones. Please miss me with that shit. Please. Conor Gallagher looked decent last game. He looked decent. Like, did the defensive job well. He broke up play very well. Not going to say anything. Like, I don't really have too much energy for his last game. But other than that, all he does was pass backwards or chase his first touch or lose possession. Jesus. Scores twice. I will say his one good attribute in going forward is that he gets himself into good goal-scoring positions. And to be honest, he's not a bad finisher. But he's not a striker. So what am I doing? If I want to do that, play Gallagher up front. Like, if, other than that, in midfield, his touch is atrocious. It is so... Fucking shit, bro. He has no <laughs> passing range at all. Paycons, 
Fucking hell, man. The guy has even got ball control and you want to talk to me about take-ons. Like, we need to start slow. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, man? All right. How, how, how stinks, bro. He fucking stinks. All right, go on to Gallagher. Go on, talk about Gallagher. Flo's yours. Like, like, I, I don't have as much negative energy for him because he's a good kid. Like, I like mm. he hasn't got any ego about him. He's not asking silly wages. He's not asking for a lot of game time. He's just shit. That's it. He's just shit. And I'm sorry because I wish he could be a better player. I really do because, like, he's not a bad person. I don't wish bad things on him, but yeah. there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's, just no, there's, no, there's no outstanding qualities. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. It's like Warrior says, he's just a good dog. That's it. He's just wow. a good dog. That's it. Let me ask you though, we can't have we call him a you, fucking good no. boy on streams and everything because not a bad lad and everything. He's just shit. Yeah, he tries hard, right? Verse, but you mentioned Kai Havertz. Well, the, <laughs> the lack of quality Kai Havertz has. How detrimental do you think he could be to Arsenal? Yes, oh, so detrimental. Talk about so it. Why, why do you think it is? Let's say he plays in midfield. Let's because play he doesn't excel in everything. Time. I'm seeing Arsenal comps about him in, in midfield talking about him attacking spaces and defending spaces and roaming. It's like, what are you waffling about, man? You're a football player. What do you do on the ball? Oh, look at the way he roams into the far post. Unchallenged. This is what Arteta has in mind for him. You lot are smoking the deadest skunk. And, like, it's dangerous. It's fucking dangerous. They are hyping nothing. Literally hyping nothing. A fair play to Havertz because how he has managed to flop at Chelsea for three years, get a pay rise and a fresh start at Arsenal, I don't understand. He is a hustler and I respect it. But I don't understand it at all. When I see him playing, he looks like he's just drifting and roaming about. And so is that the plan? Like, you paid 65 million for a man to make off-the-ball runs and just drag people out of space. You could have just bought Timo Werner off Leipzig for about half the price if you wanted that. Could have they came Mason out of Mount. Mason Mount negotiations and came in for Habits. Yeah. Oh, so did they? Was they with Mason Mount? Mount even better. Yeah, Mount is better. Yeah, that's the yeah, same. Yeah, they initially wanted Mount, Mount, but again, Mount PR was only set on United, so they left wanting Habits. Is that why? If you're that desperate for Chelsea players, I heard that Gabriel Jesus is injured and you lot need a striker. We got something for you. <laughs> if they take Lukaku, I will officially drop my Arsenal agenda. I'll never hate on that club again. Never. Fucking Lukaku. That is that is a dream I could I could only wish for. Only you, got, wish you, for. you got two of your dreams rolled into one this summer. Mount out and Havertz out. In the same summer. In the I same I summer. I was resigned to losing one of them. I thought Mount would go, but I'd have to firm one more year of habits. I got rid of both. I got rid of... That's why, to me, even if we lose Caicedo, this window's an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 minimum. It cannot go lower than that. It cannot. Losing Mount and Habits was already enough of a positive for me. The clear out, more than enough of a positive for me. That was, that was step one of all of this shit. If we, yes. if we don't get Caicedo, fine. I don't give a shit. But this window's already been a success. We're, clear, we're clearing out the fucking shit players. We're clearing out all these dead arguments over dead football players. 
And we're only focusing on players that actually deserve opportunities. Actually deserve time, not this shit. All right. Fair, hey, fair enough. Scaven. Scaven 110%. I did style a couple of the other questions as well. And this is from, it's like, I just say York, who says, Lewis, did you, do you think all the PR coming from Brighton is because we're close to a deal for Caicedo? Um, no, I think it's because Caicedo said that the player of the year awards that he wants to leave and that got leaked. Okay. So it's like now they have to still keep a firm stance and look like they're not shaken by it. Hmm. I don't think it changes anything. Brighton's stance has been the same and they're just not going to change it. I think the only thing that would change it would be him skipping training. I don't think he wants to do it, but yeah, would you up, like mate. To, would you like to see him do that? Not in terms of skipping yep. training, but handing a transfer request. Well, you want him yep. to skip in training, but handing I a transfer love request. To skip, just, just hurry up. Just This is long, isn't it? Skip training. Because they're violating mm -hmm. you as well. You had a verbal agreement with them and they've turned their back on it. The, yeah, the Brighton fans won't understand too. it, but I think other fans would understand it. Can't do that verbal but agreement. This is long. Thing. Be like, this is long. Like, you're overvaluing me. That's you so, you said on. 80 million. You're now asking for 100 million. There's reports mm. saying you want 110 million. This is dumb. I'm trying to move on. Yeah. The only thing I can understand on Brighton's front is that Independe, the um, Caicedo's former club, gets a 20 gets 20 percent off the transfer. Oh, they get 20 percent of it. Got you, got you, got but you. The Robert Sanchez transfer should be um, helping with that as well. Like Sanchez shouldn't be 25 million, should be about 15 if we're being honest. Right. Little 10 million extra in there. Mm. That works, in my opinion. And then put 85 million, you get to about 95. They don't accept that. This dickhead needs to skip training. Or we just need to move on. First, first. And speaking of that, obviously more attack players you've been linked with as well. Alise being one, Kudos being the other. See when ask it, who do you want more? Alise or Kudos? Or are you saying both? Um, no, I don't think we'll get both. That'll be a dream, but no. Yeah, that'd be a dream. I'm saying so. You would I'm ideally real, like I'm that. I'm picky with the two. I think they're both mm -hmm. really good options for us. I low key mm -hmm. think Kudos would suit Potch's system more, but like Alise is a quality player too, and mm -hmm. I think both of both of them give us. A different range. Alise will give us much more creativity. And I think Kudus is going to give us much better goal scoring. Both will give us good pressing. Alise allegedly has attitude issues, but I've never heard of them. So I don't really it's care. It's the same attitude problems Mbappe has, but there's nothing, never anything. Yeah, so, so I, I think it's something to do with that skin tone. You know what I'm saying? But that's a whole different conversation. Aye. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. it's always skin tone, attitude problem. And no one ever says anything. No one ever says anything. My You've seen it time and time again. One. You could literally yeah. just shake it between the hats. I don't really care. Like, right. either one of them is going to upgrade my football team, so I'm not fussed. Yeah. Right, 110%. Um, what was I going to say? And you mentioned it earlier on in the stream. Certain I've been vocal about Chelsea's lack of goals. You only scored 38 goals in the Premier League season. Last season, I believe it was. And somebody did ask in the chat, in Konku and Jackson, it's looking like that is going to be your nine and your ten. How many goals and assists are you looking for? Oh, for at least say out till October. Yeah, kudos. I ain't got yeah, time kudos. for that. Got yeah, kudos. How many goals and assists are you looking from those two? Because it seems they're going to be your ten and your nine, in Konku and Jackson. 
Um, I'd like a minimum of 15 goals and assists from both of them individually. So say about 30. How many? Say that again. 15 goals and assists from both of them. That's okay. what I'd want. First, first, As first. a minimum. Like Nicholas Jackson, I'm not trying to demand too much of him, but the way he's playing, I feel like he's going to do a lot. I feel like he's going to do a lot. The guy, he's got that thing about him where everybody is better with him on the pitch. He, well, he, he makes everyone else well. Are of the football club. Mm-hmm. So to me, very excited to see how he performs. I don't know what's going to happen with Nkuku because of the injuries, but I think for a first season, I think that's realistic. I think that's a realistic expectation. We're going to make we're going to make good chances. I think we have better players that are going to be on the end of those chances. So I expect more goals. All right, fair enough. So that's high hopes. And what about your wide players, your wingers, the the Mudricks, Sterlings, um, Madueke's, etc. What are you looking for from them in terms of output? It's their first full season, but it is still Chelsea. So I'll probably still ask the same. I want 15 goals or assists, but we'll judge it based off the season because like, you can mm-hmm. have wingers that get low goals and assists, but they just dominate matches. Yeah, so it, it's, I'm not going to be as annoyed if they don't do it. If you're meant to be one of my main goal scorers, sorry, I'm going to need a little bit more from you. If you're not scoring, but you're creating, if you're controlling the game and everything like that, calm, calm. Just you got to be impactful. Sometimes it's not all about like just goals and assists and everything. It's about the impact. That's why we always say 50% eye test, 50% stats and everything like that. So if you're not scoring, but you're impacting, calm. I've got no Mm -hmm. issues with that, but... I, I need to see you actually start taking the team by the scruff of its neck. I need to see players coming out their shells and oh, showing, yeah. like, I'm going to be one of the main players this club. There's not really a lot of leaders in the squad, and I don't really mind that because whenever there isn't really a lot of leaders, leaders start to rise out of the pack just naturally by itself. So I'm mm-hmm. looking. I want to see who those guys are going to be because right now in terms of veterans, Silver's a leader. He ain't going to be here for much longer. Kepa's a leader. Should not be here much longer. Um, Enzo will still be here. Need to break the English barrier a little bit, but I guess that will come with time. Gallagher ain't no leader. Sterling ain't no leader. Um, Cucurella ain't no leader. Chilwell, like, I think he's just all mouth, personally. I don't think he's a leader either. So someone's got to rise. Someone's got. I see a leader in Nicholas Jackson. I see a leader in him. That's a big statement. What? Because with Nicholas Jackson, I just look at the way he's speaking to players. I look at the. I look at the aggression mm-hmm. and what's the word? The persistence in the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more he keeps growing, I feel like you're going to see more of those traits come out of him. I already start to see a little bit earlier. Just little things when he's telling Ian Matson, trust in me, give me the ball more, believe in me, things like that. I like that. So I was like, let me see, let me see. I could I could potentially see one in him. Everyone else, too early to judge. Too early to judge. First? First? Saying, that's fair. You look so you're looking for you got big expectations on your attack, and your team is because you mentioned there the lack of experience. Is that a concern for you in regards to, to just the age? And and you can be young but still have experience, but the, your players, Slightly. a lot of the vast majority, have a don't have 
experience at the top level. Under the pressure, you're under the microscope at Chelsea. If you lose two games in a row, that's a major talking point. You can do that. But I think it'd a only Brighton, be a, a Villa Brentford. Go on. I think it'd only be a big pressure for talking about going for the title. Because then you could maybe question their mentality to keep at the same level all season. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting there to be ups and downs this season. That's only going to be natural. Mm-hmm. I think there should be enough to go for top four. Should be enough to be consistent in the cups, but again, depends on the context. If we because there is out. pressure in a top four race, there is pressure. But here's the thing: you can win things with young players. Maybe not mm-hmm. a league title. I think no. you need a little bit mm-hmm. more experience for something like that. Maybe not a Champions League. I think there's just too much pressure in that competition for it. But now look at the Arsenal side, for example. Because I remember I've heard Lee Gunner use this as a reference. Because Arsenal, the young Wenger squad in like 06, 07, 07, 08, made the UCL semi-finals. They were contending for league titles until the last month or two of the season. So you can get consistency out of them. It's That's why it's not that much of a concern for me. It's maybe a question. You could speculate about it, but I feel like that's something that we would use as an excuse if we didn't make top four or we didn't have enough experience, too many youth players. Nah, fuck that. I'm not listening to that shit. If we don't get just... top four, if we don't no. get top four, it's because we weren't good enough. And then yeah. we need to assess why we weren't good enough. So who drops out who so who drops out of the top four in your mind then for Chelsea to get there? What is your top four? Is I'm asking. I, City I don't know. know. Because the top to me, the top four race is going to be mad this season. I, I think City pissed the league. Yes, I think City pissed the league. Simple as that. So, you guys, it depends on Amrabat, but I think there could be a couple question marks of you. And mm-hmm. again, if you're not consistent, you're in the top four race. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not, it's as simple as that. Oh, we're in the top four race. Don't get mistaken. Liverpool, I don't know about their midfield. They're, I don't right. know about their defense. You're in the top four race. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You have that Rubik's Cube Kai Havertz in your team. You're in the mm-hmm. top four race. Um, Newcastle, don't know how they're going to do with Europe and the Champions League. Top four race. Chelsea, so- one game a week. Question marks over the squad. We'll see mm-hmm. what it's like over the season. But as of right now, we're in the top four race. So I don't know if we make it. I'm, I don't think it's as cut and dry that Chelsea make it. But you're mm-hmm. going to contend for it. Whether you make it or not, like... We'll judge it. I can't say it's going. It's a load of bullshit if we don't make top four because I don't know how we'd lost it. But if we weren't to make the top four, it's very competitive. I'll say that. But you can't think of that when you're the players. You have to just think we're good enough. We have to go. They're going to be thinking the league. They're not going to be thinking top four. But that's because when you're a player at the top level and you're not on the outside looking in, you're just going to be thinking one game at a time. We're good enough to win. We're good enough to win. So you're going to go for the league title. When you're a fan and you're looking at it from the outside in, you can think about it with a bit more perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going for a league title. You maybe league with new evidence on the next four months, maybe it'll be different. But mm-hmm. as of now, get me top four. Get me the domestic cups as long as we don't buck Man City. And yeah. That's the only thing I think we'd be capable of this season. It is what it is. If we get that, then you keep building on that in the summer, and then next season you have a team that's ready to go straight for the title. As soon as we get top four, next season you're looking at the league. Simple as. You can't sit there and dawdle and be happy about just being in the top four. No, that's not the target. The target is the title. 
first. Hey, big up to him for the super chat as well. Before we continue on this conversation, we are going to close out. Enough love for the super chat. He just says, big up, bro, with... I think that's a smoke emoji, I think. I can't even tell on my screen. I'm having a look. But large up is to you anyway. I can't even see that. I'm not sure. But him, big up for the super chat. Much appreciated. Big up months in the chat as well as always. Big make up sure you months. subscribe. Investors to... and um, Jimmy, I see you as well. Big up, Yeah, make sure you subscribe to Big Six Bants as well. Yeah, large up justice. Um, yeah, Spliff TV as well in the cut also. So you mentioned it there. You reckon the title races, I mean, not the title race, the top four race, even though someone said in the chat it's going to be top five, is going to be close. So it's going to be between Chelsea, you've got Manchester United, you've got Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle. You think that'll be the five teams contending? Hey, sorry, then for you those don't spots. even know, what, we don't even know what Villa's on. Then we don't even know what Brighton's on. Like, okay. Premier League is getting so competitive now. Mm-hmm. So competitive. That's why guys like Tottenham, they're just falling off. Because they aren't keeping up. So to us, it's like, yeah, look, I get it. Like, I, I, I'm not saying it's cut and dry that we're going to make it, but you have to at least contend. You have to at least be in the race by the, by the last game of the season. You're saying you just have be involved. To be. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. All right, that's fair enough. Hey, large up that everyone is still tapped in. We are going to close out. Still over 220 of you lot in the building. Let's scale us up. We're at 146. Scale us up to 150 likes. Scale us to that 150. Well, get us over 150 likes. Hit the subscribe button as well. We are at 7,000. I'm just refreshing the screen right now. 7,361. Four more. Get us to 7,365. You're clearly here enjoying the content. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And subscribe to Lewis's channel. The link is in the title. It opens up a new tab and you can subscribe and find all his socials Lewis, anything we've not spoken about that you want to discuss it can be chelsea related maybe something else premier league related etc um well, we spoke about that anything you backs, get your chest center backs yeah that's all fine that whole tiago silva needs to be phased out narrative died a slow death again don't get talk about it. run this shit every year it's just another year of all we need to find a way to phase out Thiago Silva and then he's our best left back in preseason. I mean, our best centre back in preseason. Drops 10 out of 10s, half asleep. Like, what are we doing? Like, the, uh, when, he, when he declines, talk to me about it. But everybody is sitting here trying to assume when it's going to happen. When it happens, it happens. Until then, he's the first name on the team sheet. And that's it. That's literally it. Other than that, like... I think we've gone through basically everything on Chelsea. Yeah, there may be something else you want to have a rant about that you want to get off your chest. It doesn't even have to be Chelsea related. Like I said, it can be something Thankfully, a a lot of the reasons to be angry are gone. Thankfully. It's just Gallagher, Sterling and Chilwell left. And to an extent, Cucurella. Hmm. And I'm not saying before anyone starts running a gender on them. It's not that. It's just please play well. Please, like Cucurella, all you need to do is stop having brain farts and then I'm literally going to be screaming for you to be our number one left back. That's it. But you constantly have brain farts. Chilwell's just, let's defend first and then we'll talk. Let's just learn how to defend and then we'll get there. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to next season. Chelsea v Liverpool, very excited. Score prediction for that game. What? Score prediction for that game. I got three two Chelsea. That game's gonna be high goals. scoring. It's not gonna be a nil-nil. Okay. okay. Liverpool's defensively look very look very shaky. I feel mm-hmm. like we can catch them. But the same thing with us, like I don't think we've kept we've only kept one clean sheet in preseason. 
So we mm. don't even look that good shaky. And if we don't have Caicedo, the midfield will be a bit of a problem. So I think both sides are going to have issues going into this game. And I think it'll be a good football match for neutrals, but for Chelsea and Liverpool, stress. Stress. Fez? Fez? All right, man. Yo, let me know. Always blessed having you on, family. You already know. I'm saying thank you for jumping on. It's always great to have you on these specials as well. I think Every this is time. I swear, yeah, we've got one one. One These are always goated. Oh, yeah, man. That's why I have to, but yeah, they have to, that's why I just run them like, I just pick a week and decide to run the specials. You feel me? But yeah, Agenda FC, me and Lewis do need to talk and try and pattern mm. and bring that back. But someone did ask me about that a couple of days ago. And I was like, I need to talk to Lewis and pattern that. Talk to Peter as well and try and get something sorted with that. But let him know any of more information you want to add. Let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up this week, and for the season as well in terms of content. Yeah, just transfer streams daily. Transfer streams mm. daily. Um, 3 p.m. most afternoons is just fucking chaos on streams, but I love it. I love it. Um, big up all of the panels. Big up all of the panellists because you guys also make the streams as well, and it's been fucking amazing. It's been blowing up, and you guys play a part as well. So big up and love for the love. And yeah, we need to talk about bringing Agenda FC back. I do yeah. want to start running weekly shows on my channel as well. I want to start getting that sorted. So that'll be a good shout. Bantle. And yeah, big up, big up. Bless for being on. Hit the subscribe button. I want to. I want that ten k party soon. <laughs> hopefully, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying hopefully try to get to eight k and then go and kick on from there. But big up to everyone who continues to support. Don't forget, though, people. All the Sarcasm City TV specials and all the regular shows as well, because from Monday, we'll be back to the regular scheduling, are available on audio-only platforms, people. So if you want to listen to this on an audio-only platform, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Sarcasm City TV and this show will pop up. All the shows on Sarcasm City TV, apart from pro clubs, Fan calling shows and watch alongs are available on audio only platforms. The links are underneath in the description. I'm gonna drop them in the chat again. But yeah, SoundCloud, here's a follow on there. Spotify, here's a follow and five starers. iTunes, five starers, and leave us a review on their people. So if you want to listen while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're at work, while you're on the way to work, while you're at the gym. Whatever the case, or you might just not want the YouTube app open. Like I said, all audio platforms, you can hear this in audio only form, 110%. And Lewis, again, yeah, for the season, what you mentioned, bringing back Agenda FC week, um, weekly shows. You got anything else? Let the people know what you got coming up during the season as well, like once the season starts back. And with Chelsea Fan TV as well. 1v1 shows. So that's going to okay. start to become a regular thing because no UCL. So we need to fill up the European slots somehow. Going to start doing European watch-alongs too. And we're oh, going to start doing more rival watch-alongs. That's going to be fun. So, yeah, going to have a lot more content this season. A lot more content. So, stay tuned, people. Might end up doing a FIFA series. Oh, yeah. Because the next FIFA is going to be cross-platform. I can finally join the pro clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Definitely. And that being said, speaking of pro clubs, I'm going to see if these men are about, and we may go live on the Twitch in about 20 minutes, people. So just keep a lookout for that. But go follow the Twitch anyway also, which is Sarcasm City TV as well. And these Sarcasm City TV specials, for those that don't know what they are, it's where one-on-ones and I sit down with the biggest and best content creators. So that's why Lewis has been on today. I had James Redmond. Shout out to James Redmond. He was on a Monday. Shout out to Nuridin as well. And we've got how many? Five more. Five more before the week is out. Well, one on Monday, actually. So we got three to we got three today, Friday, one on Saturday, and then one 
on Monday as well. And there could be more being added as well. So tomorrow we got a Chelsea fan, Chelsea content creator, I should say, at 3 p.m. Then at 7 p.m., Manchester United content creator. And then at midnight, Liverpool content creator. Then Saturday, 11.30 p.m., UK. Oh, these are all UK times. Saturday, 11.30 p.m., Arsenal content creator. And then Monday, 7.45 p.m., another Manchester United creator. And some of them are debuts in terms of specials and on the channel. I'm trying to think how many debuts is there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm just trying to think of this off the top of my head, people. In terms of the specials, it's one, two, three. Three out of the five are people who have not done Sarcasm City TV specials before people. So, yeah, make sure you keep an eye out. All of this is on the upcoming live stream schedule. But big up to everyone who's locked in. Shout out to Danish Maldini who says, grind, don't stop, big up. You already know. You know what I'm saying? Love to I everyone love who has locked in, man. Big up. Let me see if there's any final words. But big, yeah, you lot just continue to support in the manner in which you have, man. Much, 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 much. Appreciate it. And there are people asking about this. Home kit giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Home kit giveaway. We're running that until the end. No, the yeah, after the Liverpool game, we're gonna run the lottery. Um, what's his name? Aaron Q. Shout out to Aaron he Q. dropped an insane amount yesterday. Big up to mm -hmm. Aaron Q. He said he doesn't want the the shirt. So you guys, you guys are safe because I was gonna say if he did that, like if he wanted the shirt, he's won the lottery. Yeah, he's won the shirt. Yeah, I'll, I'll run a separate one. Because he had like 80 tickets. No yeah. one else has a chance. Yeah, you ain't No one else has a chance. So, yeah, still one super chat lottery. So, we're going to run that. And then, yeah, there'll be the away kit lottery next month. And then the third kit lottery the month after that. So, stay tuned. There you stay go, tuned. people. And this has been the Sarcasm City TV Sports Special with special guest Carefree Lewis G in the building live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in. Big up, Keyshawn, my G.